Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Jesus said to his disciples, in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But on that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Before I get started, ushers, uh, I had reserved these three pews here for people that wanted to hear my homily. So y'all can pick up those white things and seat people here. That was for nine o'clock mass. So the good news is the last will be first and the first will be last, right? So those that came in last have to sit right up front. Thank you, Jesus. Today is Sunday. I hope you're excited. It's the Lord's Day. Every Sunday, every Sunday, we celebrate Jesus' resurrection and his victory over sin and death. And Jesus wants to be ready for his coming, whether it's in our lifetime or after we're gone because he says we will live forever but before I get into my homily I have something I want to make two people very very happy and I think these are two people that you would want to make happy one of them is father Tom Rafferty who in August was promoted to the diocese and now he's the vicar for priest and all clergy the second one who would probably be even happier than Father Tom, is our pastor, Father Jesse. He's never had a parish this big. The Cardinal gave us a DSF goal of $350,000, which is about what we get every year, and normally we make it. That's several times more than Jesse has ever had to give. Now, Father Jesse uh, took the vow of poverty when he was 21, 
okay? So he doesn't need the money, but the Cardinal uses the money to run all the programs around the diocese, the seminary, the deacon program. And so when he tells us, St. Anthony of Padua, that he would like us to give us $350,000, we have to give him $350,000. So we run a program and normally we have generous givers in this parish that will donate that amount. Well, the year's almost over and we're $80,000 short, right? So we've given $275,000 from less than 1,000 parishioners and we have 7,500 families. So we need 100 families. I did the math wrong at the last mass. I think we need 800 families to give $100, okay? So we're gonna have a second collection, but you know, you might consider giving online and making a pledge. That way, Father Jesse doesn't have to write him a check out of our already stretched budget here at St. Anthony of Padua. So I thank those who are gonna make Father Jesse happy. So as I said, we should be ready to welcome the Son of Man whenever he comes. And praise God, we are here today to celebrate. We're at Mass, and Jesus is going to be present. We are going to have the opportunity to receive the body of Christ. Jesus tells us in today's Gospel, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This is the end of the liturgical year. We have two more Sundays. We have this Sunday, the 33rd Sunday. Next Sunday is we celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. So we are finishing up Mark's gospel. Next year we'll do Luke's gospel. The following year we'll do Matthew's gospel. And throughout those three years, we read from John's Gospels. The Gospels are the words of Jesus. He tells us in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And he asks us, do you believe this? Jesus came to fulfill all the prophecies in the Old Testament, to free us from our sins, to, to overcome death. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Paul writes to us, if you confess with your lips, with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The church wants us to be saved. The church is leading us to heaven. The church is leading us to salvation. The church asks us, as a sign of our faith, to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. By our baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit. We become children of God. 
and Jesus asks us to be his disciples. At the seven o'clock mass, after mass, Father Matthew said, Tom, I think you scared some people. I said, yeah, those are the ones that aren't baptized yet. If you're not baptized, join our RCIA program. Become a Christian, be baptized. And the good news is that if you join, even if you die before Easter when you would be baptized, you're baptized by desire. You've asked Jesus to be your Lord. You want to be baptized. How do we become disciples? So we're baptized, we have the Holy Spirit. How do we become disciples? Well, you read the Gospels. This is what Jesus tells us in his own words in John 8, 31. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. As we follow the words of Christ, we align our free will with the will of God. We ask the Holy Spirit when we read the Gospels, help me to change. Help me to be more like Christ. In our second reading, it says that every priest would stand daily at his ministry offering sacrifices that can never take away sin. But this one offering, Jesus Christ, a one sacrifice for sin, and Jesus took his seat at the right hand of God. The Leviticus priesthood in the Old Testament offered daily sacrifice at the temple that were not effective in remitting sins. In 70 AD, the Romans destroyed the temple in Jerusalem. Since 70 AD, there has not been a Leviticus priest. Jews have rabbis, they have teachers, they have no priest because they have no temple. Jesus offered a single sacrifice to cleanse us of our sins. Jesus has rendered meaningless all the other offerings for sin. Jesus calls us to follow God's will. What is God's will? Jesus told us. John chapter 6, verse 40. This is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life. And I shall raise him on the last day. Jesus is coming again. And if we use our free will to follow Jesus, we will be saved. The world will not give us security and peace 
Peace comes from God. So I've been talking about long-term planning. I've been talking about eternal life. I've been talking about being a child of God and being prepared. I want to give you a little short-term planning. And I hope I don't offend anybody because I myself am grieving. I lost my best friend last week. I lost my sister-in-law and brother-in-law a few weeks ago. So I'm going through grief. But let me tell you my experience of doing many funerals. Most people don't plan for their funerals. And I've watched kids and families scramble during a time of grief right, to plan a funeral because their parents or their friend didn't. The good news I found out last week from some young people is you can now buy plots on the internet. People move out of the woodlands, they've already bought their plots, and now they want to sell them, so they'll give you a good deal. Or you can go to the one of the funeral homes and you can negotiate your own deal, okay? But think about it, plan ahead, because unless Jesus comes before I die, I need a funeral plot. And you do too. So my wife, we've got our funeral plots, we bought our caskets. My wife already made me do all the pictures for my funeral. They're on my phone. So every month I send one to my kids and grandkids from years ago, right? They call me, well, thank you for that picture. Where'd you get it? I said, it's for my funeral. <laughs> so you can have fun with it. So do some short-term planning. For the long-term planning, be baptized. Be a disciple of Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you to follow Jesus, to grow in your faith. Read scripture, especially the gospels. Pray, and when you pray, don't just talk, listen sometimes. And one of the ways you can listen is open the gospel and say, Holy Spirit, God probably wants me to change a little bit. Would you help me when I read this gospel to change? And then next year when you read the same gospel, if you've actually changed, the Holy Spirit will show you something new. He'll show you how you can grow. Receive communion frequently. Come to celebrate every Sunday if you can, or at least watch on TV. Celebrate the risen Christ. Love God and love your neighbor. Be prepared. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away. My words will not pass away. Jesus overcame death. He overcame sins for us. And he is calling us to be with him and the Father for eternity.
Don't just prepare yourself, but be a disciple. Be one who is calling others to know Jesus, to be in heaven for eternity. St. Anthony of Padua.